Okay, so boom, have you ever thought about promoting your podcast, business, or brand with a voice ad that can easily be circulated on all platforms? Well, I have a solution for you. How about you let me be your voice? During your free consultation, we'll come up with a couple of things, talk it out, figure out exactly what it is you need to say to your target audience so that your business can shine. I'm going to hit the stool. I'm going to get it recorded, and boom, we in there. And you know what else? If you decide to trust me with your voice ad, I will run your ad on my platform for free. Free 99. Now, this does not mean forever, but for free. Shoot me an email at autumnthearies at gmail.com for your free consultation today. I can't wait to be the voice of your brand business or podcast. Peace. She do what she wanna do. 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 Lord to the grave, tell you like it is to your face. She don't play. Every chick down for it all. I know that she a boss. No competition, no loss. From the Midwest to the A, Autumn got you tuning in, no delay. Ooh, get you right every time. Keep you laughing on a dime. Tell you truth, no lies. So you can live your best life. Cover all topics, no limits. Got something for your mama and your children. No holding back. No gimmicks coming on strong. Get straight to business. Oh, yeah. She do what she wanna do. Lit life, lit life. She do what she wanna do. Lit life, lit life. She do what she wanna do. Lit life, lit life. Hey, it's your girl Autumn, and I welcome you back to the Lit Life Podcast, where I encourage you to live your life autonomously. Hey, y'all. I hope all has been well. Um, I know y'all haven't really been seeing a lot of me lately over the past, what, almost two weeks because I haven't been on social media. Um, I think I may have mentioned that I might be taking a social media break and I am definitely taking a social media break. Um, but uh, it's been good. You know what I'm saying? It's been good. You know, the first couple of days, it's literally like, I don't know. It's literally like almost going through a little bit of a withdrawal, like because it's like, what do you do when you're not scrolling? So I find myself picking my phone up several times to not do any social media. It's so freaking weird. But um, in the meantime, I've been uh, what I do, what I do look at on my phone or, you know, as far as like news, because you know, I get all my news from Twitter, right? But uh, so I'll just go to news sites, uh, the, the smart news uh, app on Samsung, or my favorite right now is Nextdoor. So <laughs> the Nextdoor app, y'all, if y'all don't have a Nextdoor app, I'm telling you, this is this is some like serious entertainment, right? Like it is so damn funny. I just can't even... I mean, it's funny and it's annoying, but it's it's just crazy. Again, you get this, you figure out where all, who all the races are in your com- in your uh community. You know what I'm saying? All of the pet 
moms and dads and you know people complaining about the fireworks which i be complaining about the fireworks too um so yeah i do random little stuff now uh i said i was gonna try to like read a book or something i I just ain't got around to it I, i feel like my attention span is just not there but i'm trying to do better so that i can focus on um on other things so Anyways, if you uh, have been looking for me, I'm just on a break. So you'll see the tweets and the um, Instagram and Facebook updates for the podcast. But as far as like tweeting or whatever, you'll see me back in a couple of weeks. So that's that on that. Now, I am this if you are not watching this i mean if you're listening to this episode just know that you can watch it on youtube um i'm sitting here my hair is extremely nappy as you can see it's it's nice and uh conditioned though you know what i'm saying i went old school put the sulfur eight in there and if you are watching just know that i did not turn on my like studio lights it is beautiful outside I have the windows open and I have the blinds open so like my forehead is shining from the see if I can fix this from the the light that's shining in but just know that if it starts to get dark it's because it's after five o'clock so I think the sun is not supposed to go down until like 630, but I'm not going to even worry about it because you know what? I barely slept last night. I probably got about three hours of sleep last night, Um, tossed and turned all night. And I almost want to say that it's because I had a bad dream, not last night, but the night before last. Like I had a, y'all, I had a dream that someone got into my house. And I shot them, but it was a flesh wound. Like I could see, like I could see it happen. Like I, it's like it, the bullet went slow motion and it like hit their leg, but it was literally just a flesh wound. It didn't like go through or, pe- you know what I'm saying? But the person died. So like I've been shook. <laughs> I've been shook because, you know, y'all know I, um, I, I, own a gun I plan to get another gun but I never want to have to use it right like who wants to have to use a gun but anyways I don't know if that's the reason and then also uh PJ I I have been putting PJ outside of my room because I've been trying to get a decent night's sleep and it's not that she um you know, is in there running around or making noise or anything, but it's, she gets, she, unlike any, uh, unlike like my last cats that I had, like they would sleep at the the foot of the bed or, you know what I'm saying? Somewhere away from me where Peach will sleep like right in my, like right on my side. And, and sometimes I'm afraid that I'm going to roll over her. Um, so I've been the last few days I've been locking her out the room and I probably haven't heard her like going ham throughout the night. But last night I heard everything, but it was beca- probably because I just couldn't fall. As- you know, I-, I could fall asleep, but as soon as I f- fell asleep, it wasn't a deep enough sleep and it will wake me up. So I'm tired as hell is basically the 
what I'm trying to say here. So anyways, um, real quick, I want to give a shout out to uh, the Sour Patch Kids of Podcast, Podcast Happy Hour. Audrey from All Tales and Jay Book from Jay's Quick Three. They just had a um uh podversary, two-year podversary. So shout out to them. Y'all keep doing what you're doing. Your podcasts are great. I'm glad that we met, glad that we're friends. And um, yeah, just keep keep doing what you're doing. So I wanted to uh point that out. And also before we get into the episode. I wanted to let you guys know, um, especially the podcasters that listen to this podcast, I've been listening to you guys. Now, I know typically, again, I'll get on and I will, you know, I'll get on Twitter and I'll tweet out what I'm listening to and all this that, and the other, but I'm not on Twitter right now. So, you know, my my normals, those of you that I typically tweet and even some people that I have not been um, tweeting I'm listening. So I'm I'm actually I'm getting back into the habit of listening because for a while I had just kind of took a break. So I think that's all I had. Um and, and again, I'm tired. Uh I, I said I was gonna drink a have an energy drink, but I'm gonna just drink this water because um I'm low key afraid that if I drink the energy drink, it's going to affect my sleep later because it's kind of late in the day. So we going to power through it. Everybody's favorite part of the show, the Shut the Fuck Up Award. Yeah, no, I have one every single week. So this award this week um how do I want to start this so we are y'all know it's about COVID it's always about COVID right Uh, almost always so we're a year in y'all we're about a year in I was listening um I was on a call today at work and they were saying a year ago today is when they basically told everybody in the buildings that they own you know the, the buildings that they would go into work to go home so they told them to go home you know take your laptop home we're going to you know make sure that everybody is able to work from home. I was already working from home, so it didn't really affect me. But for the others, uh, you know, thousands of people that work for that company, they are going home. So anyways, it's been a year, y'all. It has been one hell of a year. And if, if there's one thing that I know is that it didn't have to be a whole year. We notice, right? If people would wear their masks. Uh, first, let me go go back. Had y'all former president told his racist folks to wear a mask and to stay the fuck at home, it wouldn't have been a year. And then it, us, if we would. You know, most of us we wear we wearing masks. But you know what I'm saying? Like uh, we ain't wearing them the, the right way all the time. But you know what I'm saying? If if we if we're holding each other accountable, hey, pull your mask up. You know, above your your nose, whatever what have you. But also, if we would just kind of sit our asses down now, y'all know. And I've said this 
week in and week out, right? I have, I, I am, I am a traveler. About nine years ago, I went out of the country for the first time. And I have been on the road since then. I like to road trip. I like to go to different things. I love concerts. I love all this stuff, all this shit that I decided me to give up. Yes, I decided to give up to be socially responsible, right? Because we know that this um this virus is is very easy to trans transfer from one to another so even even in the likes of everyone you know not everyone but it's, i think they said it's like 10 percent of the, of the population has been and i could be wrong but it's like it's a very small number like 10 percent of the population has been vac vaccinated but even with that you know they can still pass the shit along you know what I'm saying? They ain't going to get sick. Ain't nothing going to be wrong with them, but they can pass along, right? So, again, I have been, I have done my best to be social, socially responsible. Now, I say all of that to say, at this point, one year into this, I really don't give a fuck what you do. And the shut the fuck up part of it is you don't have to tell me what you don't have to announce, not just tell me. You don't have to announce that you're going somewhere and the and the protocols that you're taking. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay? We don't care. So if you're going somewhere and you know, I don't need to hear, oh, you know, and everybody's gonna do XYZ. Don't care. Don't give a fuck. Do what you're gonna do. I'm still going to, and I'm going to do me. You do you, I'm going to do me. Okay. It's crazy because I, I, I put out a few weeks ago on Twitter, if anyone has lost a friend or, you know what I'm saying? Anything like that due to uh, uh, COVID protocols or things like that. And it's, and I never thought that I would say this, but I actually lost a friend and it wasn't, it wasn't my, it, it wasn't on me. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Just, it was just, it wasn't even them being, uh, you know, I didn't really didn't care that they did whatever they did. It was just the responsibility of letting folks know, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I've been exposed in a decent amount of time, right? I, I, I was mad for a minute when got tested, you know what I'm saying? Came back. Well, it came back negative because I didn't get tested for like almost two weeks after I was exposed. So who knows if I had the shit or not. Um, but that's beside the point. Like I, I really didn't care. And I don't know if this person is just like feeling some type of way because I kind of called them out on that. But again, like I told them, I'll get over it. I, I'm not, I have grown into being the type of friend that I will, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more forgiving these days, uh, because I know good folks are hard to come by and, um, they literally just disappeared on a nigga. Like, so it is what it is. But again, back to the shut the fuck up award. That's what my shut the fuck up award is about. 
I don't give a fuck. Go travel the fucking world, wherever the fuck they're going to let y'all go. You know, Atlanta has a, has a whole concert list out for the summer. Go ahead and go to the concerts. Um, Y'all know Texas is wide open. Um, Mississippi is wide open. Georgia been open. We ain't never closed. So it is what it is. Florida ain't never closed. So go have y'all fun. Do what y'all got to do. I understand cabin cabin fever. I'm not um cold. You know, again, I'm not about to be out here COVID COVID shaming this bullshit that y'all came up with. Just I don't give a fuck what precautions you're going to take when you go wherever you're going to go. I don't care. Just go have a good time. Be safe. And if we have to come into contact within, you know, when you get back, it just needs to be within a 14 day period. So that's that on that. So today, um, I want, so it's, it's what national women's, Appreciation Month. I, I I get it mixed up because you know there's just so many. Anyway, we're appreciating women, right? This month. Um, and I felt like this was a great time to talk about something that people are always surprised to hear about, and that's women playing tackle football, right? Now. From what I understand and from what I've seen, some clips that I've seen, I know that there's like this women's football league right now. Um, I think they wear maybe shoulder pads, but they wear like these um, body suits, thong body suits, basically. You know what I'm saying? And they're like they're they're hitting, they're tackling, they're you know doing whatever. It's and and I've seen a couple of. Um, I've seen a couple of variations of that type of league where it's just, you know, it's kind of, it, it, to me, it's not really about football. It's about uh, just beautiful women. And you know what I'm saying? I'm not mad at that. Um, but I want to take you guys back to a time where even now still where football is 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 a woman's sport as well as it is a man's sport right you guys have seen over the years how um you know every once in a while there there will be a girl on a football team right tech typically she's just a kicker and i'm talking like high school even some college i probably should have did the research and i didn't but i i just know because these are the things that i've seen and because i've been in the, in the circuit but um I just remember, <laughs> I just remember when I first started cheering, because I was a cheerleader for many years, um, both for sports and a competition cheerleader. When I first started cheering for football, which was probably my sophomore year in high school. Um I knew a lot about football. So my brother, my sister's husband, my brother is a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan. He basically made the whole family become a diehard 
Dallas Cowboy fans. So that and, and this is again dating back to this is dating back so many years, y'all. Like uh, I don't know, twenty five plus years that I've been a Dallas Cowboy fan, and sitting and watching football with him ha- has always been like great and hilarious and you know he'll get all he, he they my sister made sure that they had the nfl ticket so all all of his you know his family friends whatever we all gather on sundays and we watch a whole day of football and that's how i learned a lot about football and that's where my love and my passion comes from when it comes to football it really comes from my brother like he he taught me so much about football. I, w- I was able to sit and ask questions. It wasn't like he was, um, it wasn't like he was annoyed by it or anything like that. It was almost like he was delighted to, you know. And then, of course, you know, he wanted his son to play football, all this stuff. So it's, that's where my whole, like, football thing comes from. But anyway, I go back thinking about high school and how I was the only person on the cheerleading squad that knew when to cheer. So I knew when to cheer. I knew what, which is how I ended up becoming a captain. I knew what cheer to do, you know, office, defense, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Because they didn't know because they didn't, they didn't care. They could care less about football, but I love football. And I remember saying like, man, I wish I could play football. Like, I just think that'd be so much fun. Like, <laughs> knowing for for real for real back then like I didn't like doing the damn conditioning and shit for um for cheerleading and we like really worked out and I hated it and just like today I still hate working out I hated working out then um but I would have done it like because it was just it, it just seemed like the best sport to play right I mean it's like you know, learning all the rules was crazy because, you know, I, the one rule that I always got that I never really understood until like later on what, or until like the, the Spitfire was um, pass interference because I'm like, aren't they supposed to be trying to stop them from catching the ball? But, you know, now I understand whatever I have. So anyways, uh, some years go by after I graduated high school, I had my son bear. And I think I might have been looking for a job. So I opened up the Toledo Blade, which is a newspaper. And I'm looking in the classifieds one Sunday and I see an ad. And the ad said, we are looking for women to play full tackle football. And I was like, I like I kept reading it. Like I read it probably four or five times because it just, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, eh, I don't know. Is that really what we're okay? Okay. So I'm like, you know what? I'm a call. I'm like, I'm a call. See, because it ain't like, you know, it was no email and nothing I could do. I don't think she had an email at that time. So I call, I can't remember the girl name, Jennifer. I don't know. But the the phone went to the um the owner. Okay, of the team. 
And I'm, you know, hey, you know, I saw the ad in the paper and she's like, yeah, come on now, you know, such and such day, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have, um, tryouts and you know it'll be tryouts over this amount of time da, da, da. so i'm like okay i'm gonna do that so i had to sit and think about it for a while and i'm like man i cannot believe this is really about to happen like i'm really about to play football so of course i go tell my my sister and my brother and he hyped she's like eh, all right well all right is that are you really gonna do that is that something you're really gonna do and i'm like yeah i'm gonna do it um tell my mom my mom is like why would you do this? Like, why is this something that you want to do? Like, I, I'm not understanding. Like, she was like totally against it. I mean, it wasn't like she was going to stop me from doing it, but she was like totally, totally against it. But anyways, I went and um, it was probably, oh, I don't know, maybe 50 maybe about 50 women or, or so. It was more than that, actually. Um, but as the tryouts went on, people were dropping off, whatever, what have you. I ain't gonna lie. I, you know what I'm saying? I made the team, but it's probably because it wasn't a whole bunch of people left at the end. I ain't gonna lie. You know what I'm saying? They was like, all right, you could be on there too. You know what I'm saying? It was one of them. I ain't gonna lie. But, um, <laughs> I made the team and after making the team, I started to learn the history of women's football and particularly women's football in, um, in Toledo, in Toledo, Ohio, which is a big deal. Like before joining the, let me, let me get this right. Before making the team, <laughs> Uh, before making the Toledo Spitfire team, I had no idea that a such thing as any type of women's football league ever existed. And in sitting and listening to these coaches who just so happened to be a part of one of the winningness professional football teams in a sense well probably not at this time but the, and and the team just so happened to be a part of my hometown Toledo it was just amazing right so the name of this team was the Toledo Troopers and from the Toledo Troopers the coaches that we had were all from the troopers aside from one. So we had the head coach, uh, coach Mitchie, Mitchie Colette. And then we had a few other, co I can't even remember everybody name. Hold on. I'm trying to look. Uh, I know it's coach Gloria. I can't remember. Jimenez, uh, I think was her last name. Um, coach Parma. I remember coach Parma rest in peace. I know she passed away a little while ago. And I feel like they're, oh, uh, gosh, I can't remember. I'm looking, y'all. I'm, I'm going to get her name. I can never remember her name right now. But um, so, yeah, so the coaches were from the uh, Toledo Troopers. And I mean, like, y'all just sitting and listening to these stories. I mean, like, it was just, it, it just made you want to go out and hit somebody. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, suit me up. Put me in a game, coach. Like, I need my look. You know what I'm saying? I was cute. You know what I'm saying? I got my little pads. I could, like, all of our stuff was brand new because they had just ordered all this shit. So we had, you know, we had to get fitted for our helmets. I ended up cutting off. That's when I cut all my hair off. And my mama was pissed off about that. And, uh, you know, so we had our pads. We had all, you know, shoulder pads, all of the, everything. It was like we were from head to toe dressed in football gear because we were about to go out here and play football. Period. That's what it was going to be. Yeah, we're women, but we about to go out here and do this, right? So anyways, um before I get before going um a little going a little bit more into like my tenure with the Spitfire, I do want to talk about the um Toledo Troopers. So August 6, 1971, a group group of women, and I am kind of reading this, a group of women known as the Toledo Troopers began playing in the Women's Professional Football League. Now, when I joined the, when I was, when I made the team for the Spitfire, the name of the league was the National Women's Football Association. No, the National Women's Football League. Women's National Football League. It was women's not because it was the WNFL. And the NFL basically two finger tapped the fucking league and was like, y'all can't do that. And because I guess the league really didn't have the money or the, you know what I'm saying? They really didn't have the the, the means to kind of fight this. They changed their name to the WNFA, which was the or the NW, uh, the women's. National Football Association. Yeah. National Women's National Women's Football Association, I think is what it was. Um so that was whack. Fuck the NFL for that. But anyways, uh so yeah, so they they the name of the league back then was the Women's Professional Football League. Uh the Troopers uh, ha- had seven cons- listen, listen to this. Listen to these stats. Seven consecutive perfect seasons. And it says, and became what many consider the winningest team in professional football history. 82 women played for the Toledo Troopers from 1971 to 1979 under um, the head coach, Bill Stout. They practiced five days a week for five months out of the year, which was... um, which was pretty consistent with what we did on the troop uh, on the troopers on the Spitfire. Uh, I think it was uh, maybe between three and five days a week. I think it just kind of depended on depended on the time and like the part of the season or whatever that we were at. Um, and and these and and the, and they were paid twenty five dollars uh, a week. What's it a week? Let me see. Yeah, they were paid twenty five dollars a week. Now. I got one check, one check from the Spitfire. And it was probably like $50, I think. So they got paid a lot more than we did, but whatever. Um, I wasn't playing for the money. Like I didn't even, I wasn't even expecting that, right? I didn't even think that there would be money involved, but whatever. Um, so Let's see. What else does it say here? Uh, oh, oh, yes. So, and and we were all just 
normal everyday women. And, the, and this is the same for the Toledo Troopers. You had teachers, you had um, doctors, you had students, you had lawyers, you had accountants. Um, the coach was a, um, a sh- was she a sheriff? A highway trooper, a highway trooper, high, highway trooper, patrolman, whatever you call them. Coach Mitchie was that. Like the, we all came from normal, you know what I'm saying? Backgrounds, uh, uh, different, all very different. The team was um, was very diverse. I mean, very, very diverse. Um, and and the the Spitfire had women from the ages of 18 all the way up to like I think our oldest player at that time was like 60 and she could hit she wasn't really running she wasn't she wasn't about she wasn't gonna outrun you but she could definitely hit right <sighs> sidebar it was this one lady I ain't gonna go there um so anyways uh y'all ask me about that later on um so yeah, so they it was just it was during the time listening to these stories about the Toledo Troopers and during the time of of the Toledo Troopers it seemed like such a magical moment. But I can't talk about the Toledo Troopers without talking about and I'm like cheese is so hard because I be so hyped talking about this can't talk we can't talk about the Toledo Troopers without talking about Linda Jefferson I need y'all to google Linda Jefferson Linda Jefferson was a motherfucking beast in these streets when it came to football okay Linda Jefferson was like just like the stories we heard about her. I know I saw a clip um, some time ago. I tried to find it and I couldn't. Some time ago of her when she was on Good Morning America, I think it was. Like that's how well known um, or widely known this team was and specifically Linda Jefferson. Um So I'll read this little thing. It says the women of Toledo Troopers were impressive and record setting athletes. The team was selected more was selective. More than 100 women tried out for 24 spots in 1970. Linda Jefferson quickly became the team's star running back and ran for five. Listen, y'all, listen, ran for five consecutive one thousand yard seasons she rushed for more than 14 yards a carry for multiple seasons and is now one of only four women inducted into the american football association's hall of fame linda jefferson was a motherfucking beast okay a beast okay there's clips uh if you go to youtube there's a few clips of her um and and yeah so before i go into um you know like uh, the 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 ending of my story about the troopers i do want to play a video so i'm i'm hoping <laughs> that you guys can can also hear it and see it um 
here on YouTube and on whatever platform that you're listening on. So let me get this up here. Give me one second. And this is actually a clip of when the troopers uh, or a few members of the troopers were on the uh, Phil Donahue, were on Phil Donahue show. So take a listen and look at this. Uh, you know, I'm tempted to accuse you of a gimmick, Bill, but uh, you uh, these women are serious, aren't they? Very serious. What uh, what what would make motivate a woman to play pro ball? Come on in here where they can hear you. Uh, a lot a lot of them have been brought up with it, either having brothers or, or fathers that refereed or were interested in football, and they just always have wanted to be able to play tackle football. You've been in existence then for how many years? Two years. Yeah. Who do you play? There are there is a team in Cleveland, Ohio, one in Pittsburgh, one in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Do they really hit? Yeah, they hit. You actually have plays in the whole. We have about 55 plays in our repertoire. These, these people practice two and a half hours a night. Is that right? Yes. Are you mean, Coach? Yeah. Well, yes, mean. Really? Yes, mean. <laughs> our practice consists of uh, 45 minutes calisthenics and then wind sprints. Then the offensive and defensive line goes on a blocking sled for an hour while the backs work out on their plays and then we get together for the next hour and scrimmage. And I have two very capable assistants. Which I should probably mention because they're both bigger than I am. Well, go ahead. Jim Wright, who's offensive line coach, and Carl <laughs> Hamilton, who's defensive coach. Yeah. Well, hang on a minute, uh, Linda. Uh, you're from Toledo. From Toledo. All right. How many games have you played? We have played uh, 12 games over a two-year period, and we're undefeated. No, nobody's beaten. No, we have averaged 34 points a game, and our opponents have averaged four. Okay. Linda runs a 40-yard dash in under 4.9. See what? Runs a 40-yard dash in 4.9. What have you done the 100 in, Linda? 11,800. Eight beast. I'm calling you. 5.4. 11,800. That is really fast. She moved. That is fast. Yes. Uh, Incidentally, Linda, how old are you, Miss? 18. Linda Jefferson. Linda is the uh, young woman who runs who runs the 100 in 11-8. Uh, right. And the 440, what did you say? 40 yard dash in 4-9. And uh, what, uh, let me take this out of here. What's going on, Linda? Come on. Nice looking person like you in a football uniform. Well, he I couldn't even like believe it. He just couldn't believe it. When I was little, I just like to do anything. And yeah. football is anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's see, you're a running back. Right. Do they really hit? Yeah, they hit. Okay. <laughs> and it hurts. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've got to memorize, uh, well, you've already established 55 plays. Uh, well, who have you beaten and where have you been? You played in the Dallas, uh, in the new stadium with the hole in the roof, isn't right. that? Right. Do you travel in a plane when you go to Dallas or a bus? Plane. Big time, huh? Right. So apparently they're giving you the ball quite a bit, aren't they? Right. <laughs> and you don't mind that? No. I like to run. Uh, blocking. Uh, do they block Look just like uh, we have an offense? We run a throw offense, and they they have assignments to block when they're not careful. The he pass, was asking some dumbass questions, by the way. Coach? Come on up here where they can hear you. Uh, it's probably thirty percent of our game. 
because of the fact that we do have wind in the backfield, we don't throw as much as we probably oh, I should. See. This is where you put all the. Uh, that's, that's our superfly. I see. Okay. Your bread and butter carrier, right? Right. Uh, do you have backers? I mean, it costs a couple of bucks. So how many girls do you suit up? We suit up 22. There's a man in Cleveland that owns five teams. Uh, he has the financial backing right now. Do you actually get crowds? I mean, uh, we average about 2,000 right now, but we don't feel that we're that well known yet. And this is what we're building up to. People that come out and see it come back. <laughs> uh, all the coaches, incidentally, are male, right? Right. Would you consider a integrated team, sexually speaking? No. We're not competing against, uh, we're just competing against other women. We've been asked to play men's teams and we won't do it. Want to try one? Fly pattern. Now, what's that, down and out or post or? Fly line and then we hook off of it and go deep. Oh, all right, fly pattern. Okay. 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 Hi! You know, I am really impressed with this. She really does. She is coordinated. You are really an athlete. And you're having a good time. Hi, thanks for calling. You're on the air now. Yes, number 36. What's the nice thing lady left you doing to play a football? <laughs> <laughs> I Always get them questions. Uh, you're single incidentally, are you? Uh, <laughs> Uh, number 36. Hi, are you there? Hi there. Thanks for calling. You're on the air now. Hi, right? not Good. Hold it up. Okay. Go uh, ahead. I'm calling in, you know, to say that the only thing they should be trying to tackle is a bunch of diapers. Oh, I see. You're not... You think they should be home with the kids? Right. Uh, and uh, the gridiron is no place Hell for a woman. Here. Right. Well, where is it written, sir? I understand how you feel. Uh-huh. But after all, this is America. And this is the... I would assume if, that the feminists would applaud what you're doing. It, I think you're helping break down sex barriers. And when you think about the money that we spend on gymnasiums and football fields, which are, in fact, used almost exclusively, not quite, by boys, I think you're onto something here. You're cashing in on your own tax dollars. I want to thank Bill Stout of the Toledo uh, Troopers. All right. <laughs> Y'all heard me. I was back here hollering. Because... I, oh my God, like you guys wouldn't imagine how many, um, you guys wouldn't imagine how many people, men specifically, would always be like football. Like I, I've gotten laughed in my face a whole bunch of times. Um, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of the men that I met over time, um, over the the what four seasons that I played football, were seemed to be very intimidated by me when I, um, when I decided to play football. You know, when I would tell them that I'm playing football, and they, you know, like you, I wouldn't hear back from them and things like of that nature. And I was 
cool with that. Hell, it is what it is. If, if you're feeling some type of way, stay wherever it is you're going to stay. Y'all know me by now. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I wanted to play football just like Linda, Linda Jefferson said. And that's what I did. So um, to, to conclude the, the, the uh, little overview that I have for the troopers, um, uh, it says here, due to financial troubles, the Toledo Troopers disbanded in 1979 with a total record of 64, 61 and four. But their impact on the sport lives, uh, lives sport lives on. In 1983, the Troopers were recognized as the winningest team in professional football history at the Pro. Listen to me, the Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. Yes, the same Pro Football Hall of Fame that all of your faves are in, the Toledo Troopers and some of my coaches from the Toledo Spitfire are there. The Troopers were also the first to be inducted into the Women's Football Foundation Hall of Fame in 2014. So, the troopers broke down barriers in, in women's athletics. And because of their success, Toledo went on to have several other professional women's football teams. One in which, again, was the Toledo Spitfire. I played for the Toledo Spitfire for three seasons. And then um, I moved out of town and I ended up playing for when I lived in Philadelphia, I ended up playing for a season with the Delaware Griffins. Griffins. But um, I, I was number 79. Uh, I was an offensive tackle and a, um, I mean, I was a defensive tackle and a right guard. And I played a little bit of special teams, but again, I ain't really had no, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't really run all like that, but I could hit, you know what I'm saying? Like I could hit, I got some really good hits. Um, I ain't had no whole bunch of stats, you know what I'm saying? But I, again, I, I got in the game, I played, I had my warrior wounds, like, okay, let me just put it into perspective for y'all. So we would practice, you know what I'm saying? And then we had, uh, we were in, I think it was called like the Great Lakes region or something like that. And I think it was probably like five or six teams, a part of that region. And we would, you know, we had our home field, but we would get on a bus and we would travel to these places. So we would go to Detroit, Detroit, we would whip our ass. Okay, let me just put this out here. We ain't win a whole lot. Toledo Troopers, I mean Toledo Troopers, Toledo Spitfire was nothing like the Toledo Troopers aside from the heart that we had, right? <laughs> and the fact that we really wanted to play football. So we had, um, um, we played a, a team in South Bend, in the, Indiana, and that's where I got my best hit, like best hit. Let me tell y'all a little story. So we're on the road. I think this is maybe our first or second road game. So they told us, you know, when we go on the road, we need to dress up. You know what I'm saying? We need to make this all professional, whatever, what have you. So to keep it a buck, I was probably one of the, I don't know, maybe 10 like girly girls on the team. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and when I say girl, like I'm, 
growing up, I would say I was a tomboy, you know, but I kind of like, you know what I'm saying? I, I develop, you know, um, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? I, um, I can't even, I can't even think of the, the word I'm looking for, but you know what I'm saying? I think things changed. You know what I'm saying? I, I became a little bit more girly, even though, you know, I was a cheerleader, but I was still kind of, you know, so I guess the whole football thing, Makes sense, you know what I'm saying. Um, n- never, you know, had a problem getting dirty and all this and the other. But honey, I'm gonna tell you this: when it came down to us getting dressed up to go on these road trips, a bitch was dressed. Do you hear me? Like dressed. Like I had was real cute. I wish I could find a picture. I just cannot even find these pictures. Um, I had, I, you know, would always, I. I I would wear dresses sometimes, you know what I'm saying? I would put heels on or wear um, boots that came up to my knees. You know what I'm saying? I put a little makeup on, hair was laid, you know what I'm saying? I I knew that all of this was going to be a mess after the game, you know what I'm saying? Of course, I would take the makeup off and all this, that, and the other, but um, I dressed like you would think that I was on my way to a business meeting the way that I dressed getting on this fucking bus because I was the shit and I played football. So I remember when we got to um, South Bend, Indiana to play this team and we walked in the locker room. And so me and my friend Tasha, uh, we're walking into the locker room and she's dressed up just like me. And we're hearing all these snickers. So the one short girl who just so happened to be a running back was like, oh, they on the team, <laughs> like making jokes because we came in there looking good and smelling good and all this that, and the other. I looked at her, you know what I'm saying? I seen, you know, seen, you know, who she was. I seen she had on a little jersey and shit. I'm like, whatever, bitch. You know what I'm saying? I ain't saying nothing to her. Because for real, for real, it got crazy. You know what I'm saying? When we're out there on the field, it was just like the dudes playing, like shh, calling each other names. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, it was, it was that serious. So we get dressed, go out here to play this game. And it was cold. I remember it being cold. <laughs> it was so cold that night. Um, but pro- it was second half. And we ended up ha- um, having the ball. Uh, um, no, we didn't have the ball. They had the ball. And uh, we kicked it off. And like the first or second play. Here come the running back through where the fuck I was. And I laid her ass out. Okay, that was my best hit. That was my best hit. Laid her ass out. And when I hit her, it was like she, you know, she fell backwards. But I was like on top of her. And I just looked down at her and was like, yeah, bitch, I play. I play. I, I was the one. I was the one you laughed at and just got up and, and she just laughed. Like she she smiled. She laughed. It was funny. You know what I'm saying? But I I I I got I got her one good time. So that was cool. That was like my best hit. That was like my favorite play ever. Um, but yeah, so that's how things would go. And we played um 
a full, you know, what, 60 minutes, you know, 15 minute halves, whatever it was, um, had a, a whole halftime. I mean, we had had a, a decent amount of fans to come out, whether we were in Toledo or we were anywhere else. I, I had gone to, like I said, Detroit, South Bend, Indiana, Kansas City, um, Wisconsin, I feel like there was another Cleveland. Cleveland had a good ass team, dog. I, dog. Cleveland had a good ass fucking team. Um, they were one of the only ones that could really compete with uh, the the Detroit team. And actually, Detroit had two teams. But but what happened was there ended up being like another league. Like I don't know why these other leagues leagues kept popping up. So there were like several um, teams in these leagues. And, um, I left again, I moved out of town before the Toledo Spitfire, um, disband, but a lot of them ended up going to another team, which was the Toledo, uh, something or another. I can't remember their name, but, um, I was called many times and reached out to many times on, um, like, you know, because Coach Mitchie had my my information or whatever. And she would call me all the time and ask me to come back to play. And I'm like, like, before, and this was before I moved because I, th- I think I might have stopped playing before I moved. Um, but she would call me all the time to, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> to to want me to come back to play football. And I, I just, I just. I just didn't. But again, when I moved to Philadelphia, I played for the Delaware Griffin, but it was only for a season. So, um, so yeah, uh, I just want to say, oh, the other coach was coach Pam. So our coaches were coach Mitchie Collette, um, and coach Pam Whetstone. We just called them by their first names. Then we had coach Parma, Dorothy Parma. And the the offensive coordinator's name was Jerome Davis. Oh, he did actually. He had actually uh, coached for the Troopers. I didn't realize that. Um, and then we had Gloria Jimenez. Um, she was what kind of coach? I can't remember which was. Oh, the defense. She was a defensive coach. And then Coach Sue was the quarterback coach. Coach Coach Sue was like. This little her and Coach Palmer were like these little white women, and they, I mean, but they were like they knew their shit. Like, and that was another thing. These coaches who had played for the um who had played for the troopers, they knew their shit. Like you couldn't discredit them. I just, I always hated how much people would be like, oh, y'all got women coaches too? Like, what are, you know, what are they? Bruh, do you, do you understand that they came from the Toledo Troopers? Like, do you, are you understanding this? Like, y'all, listen, I'm not sure. And I, I'm not sure, but I do believe that there's still 
um full tackle football going on outside of the like vanity league is kind of what I want to call it um and and again I'm not really I know that sounds like I'm discrediting them I'm not I think they're all really beautiful women but again I don't think the focus the they're like the players focus may be football but I don't think the people that put that together that the the focus is football so I, I don't want to um knock them I'm not going to knock them uh what I will say is being a part of the Toledo Spitfire was like some of the best memories I've ever had, y'all. Like the best. I met some really good people. Um, went to some really great places. After the games, we would go out. Like so, it, we would if if they came to us. We would have dinner, you know what I'm saying? Like we would provide, you know, a dinner for them. And then, you know, they typically they would stay the night if they, if the, if the, if it was like a longer bus trip or whatever. Um, and we would take them out. We would go to the clubs, you know what I'm saying? We, I mean, we would just have, get drunk together, talk about the game, talk about other things. You know, we made other connections with each other and it was just an amazing time. It was just an amazing time I didn't realize I didn't think that this episode would be as like fun <laughs> as it is like I don't know if you're watching you see I had like this big ass Kool-Aid smile on my face because I had such a great time playing football like it, it was just amazing it really really was so I'm going to go ahead and conclude this episode. Now, initially, I will initially when I because I've been talking about doing this episode for a long time and I wanted to get um, Coach Mitchie on to come and talk. Uh, and maybe I'll maybe that's something that I'll do in the future. I really wanted to talk about this from my perspective and from what I know about the history of women's football, um, especially in my hometown of Toledo, Ohio. So I think I did a pretty good job. And uh, what? Oh, before I go, y'all already know podcast happy hour. So podcast happy hour for May will be on Jay's quick threes platform um it'll it'll um it'll stream live okay we already got that taken care of it'll be live but i think it's only going to be on youtube i think it's only going to stream to youtube so you guys make sure that you go and subscribe to jay's uh jay's quick three youtube channel and um that will be march 27th at 9 p.m., 8 p.m., 6 p.m. So 9 Eastern, 8 Central, 6, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know why. 6 Pacific time. Um, and I think that's a Saturday. I'm pretty sure it's a Saturday. We, we try to keep the same, you know, like day and times. So I look forward to seeing you guys there. Thank you for coming and listening to the and listening or watching the Lit Life podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Uh, and here comes stop move. Here comes Peach. Um, so until you hear me or see me again, peace. <laughs>